Now listen, I don't want any more bullshit. bullshit. You know, it's not like I'm exactly known for being a laid-back, shrinking violet, but I'm about to make a bold fucking proclamation. In 2021, Carson Wentz is going to make Colts fans orgasm, and he's going to make Eagles fans want to fucking riot. That's right, I'm throwing my balls out on the craps table, and I am predicting that Carson Wentz is going to play at a Pro Bowl level in 2021. And that's not just some over-optimistic, pie-in-the-sky, preseason fan-hype bullshit that I'm telling you. When I lay out all the facts of this case, I think even the most cynical Colts fans are going to be ecstatic and at the very least optimistic. But for Eagles fans, it ain't gonna be fucking pretty. Real talk. So let's get it poppin' or in the words of the legendary rap group Houdini, let's get down to the good part. But before we do, my friend, my listener, my viewer, let me welcome you back, or if it's your first time, welcome you to the only place of its kind on planet Earth. The always unique, always controversial, to quote the old ass rapper in the Bolero hat in Beat Street, often imitated, but never duplicated. Often imitated, but never duplicated. Yeah, that's right. I'm in my old school hip hop bag today. The one and only world's famous, number one uncensored NFL podcast in the world, the Bullshit Free Colts Podcast. I'm your host with the most, Harkon Ajala, a.k.a. the bad boy genius at your motherfucking service as always. And you know what? Let's jump right into shit because there had not been enough talk about the bold move the Colts made to bring in Carson Wentz this year because we're prisoners of the moment and that happened, you know, almost two months ago. But I'm going to break it down right now for you why if you're a Colts fan, you should be ecstatic about it. And if you're an Eagles fan, well, <laughs> y'all's already constantly and chronically badass and negative attitude is about to get even worse. So let's jump right in it. But before we do, I want to ask you as always to help me out. Listen, it takes time and energy to put together this podcast because of the research and all that. And I love it, but I got to pay for the time I have to put into it. So let me ask you to do something that costs you nothing but means a lot to me, and that's to take your pimp-ass finger and smash the like button below right now. That'll help the algorithm to share this fucking podcast with other real-deal, die-hard, bleed-blue Colts fans like yourself that want to hear the real shit, not the shield shit. So please hit the like button right now. Make sure you share this video with other pimp-ass motherfuckers out there that'll enjoy it. Don't bother with the cornballs because they won't get it. And make sure you subscribe. And then last but not least, like I said, help your man out if you appreciate what we're doing. If you enjoy the podcast, there's three ways to donate below. Pick one of those ways and send your boy a small donation, $20, $15, $10, $5, even $1 will help us to create more and more of the content like this that you motherfuckers tell me you love. All right. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your support, all your comments and your donations. And with that out of the way, as always, sit back, buckle up and let's chop it the fuck up. Now, why am I so confident that Carson Wentz is going to ball out so hard in 2021 that there's going to be Wentz jerseys all over the city of Indianapolis and that Eagles fans 
are going to want to burn their fucking GM Howie at the stake. I mean, you might be thinking, Harkon, I'm usually with you, bro, but I don't know about this one. And look, that's a fair question because let's get something out of the way right now, okay? Carson Wentz was trash in 2020, all right? His season was trash. No fucking doubt about it. And secondly, let me just tell you, if you watch the film like I have, much of that was due to his play on the field, okay? Him making bad decisions, him pressing, him throwing balls he had no fucking business throwing. But, and this is a big but, also, if you watch the film and you take in the context of everything that happened, I believe the main reason for all of that is basically laid at the feet of the Philadelphia Eagles organization from the top on down. They really fucked that whole thing up and they painted themselves into a corner where now like they forced themselves into a fucking rebuild, which is insane when you already had a franchise quarterback that you, by your own free will, gave a fucking $130 million contract extension just two years ago. And trust me, this is not just me engaging in some old politician-level revisionist history because Carson Wentz now plays for my team, okay? Let me lay this shit out to you, and you tell me I'm wrong. First off, let's look at Carson Wentz and his complete tenure with the Eagles. Let's start with this so you can get the full picture of how badly the Eagles bungled and horse-fucked themselves on this whole Carson Wentz saga, Okay. First off, in 2016, the Eagles spent the whole fucking offseason and used all their resources available to make this decision. They traded their number eight overall first round pick in 2016. Keep in mind, that's a top 10 pick. They traded their first round pick in 2016, their third round pick in 2016, their fourth round pick in 2016, and their 2017 first rounder and 2018 second rounder. Now, they got back in exchange the number two pick and a 2017 fourth round pick. They turned that number two pick into Carson Wentz. So they did all that to get Carson Wentz. Now, let me reiterate. The Eagles literally gave up two first round picks, a second round pick, a third and a fourth round pick to move up six fucking spots and draft Carson Wentz. Now, you don't do that shit on a whim. You got to be convinced this is our guy. This is our franchise quarterback of the future. We're betting the whole fucking franchise's future over the next five to six years on this guy. And here's the craziest fucking thing about this whole fucking weird ass saga. It actually worked out for him. All right, so let me give you Carson Wentz's QBR ratings over his career so far. His first season as a rookie, his QBR rating was 46.7. His second season, it jumped up to 78.5. That led the league, by the way. The next season, 2018, it was 62. The next season, 2019, it went up to 62.8. And then... In 2020, last year, it dropped back down to 49.6. Now, to give you some more context, let me tell you how Carson Wentz rated 
against other quarterbacks during his career so far in those seasons. Okay, his first season as a rookie, Carson Wentz was number 26 out of 32 starting quarterbacks. All right? All right, his second season, after a year of the quarterback whisperer Frank Reich working with him, his second season, Carson jumps up to, again, 78.5 QBR, number one in the league. Tom Brady was third that year, okay? Roethlisberger was sixth. Stafford was seventh. Phillip Rivers was 11th. Russell Wilson was 10th. And just for posterity and context, that season, of course, Andrew Luck sat out the whole season injured. And our starter, Jacoby Brissett, was one rung lower than Wentz the year before at 27 out of 32 starting quarterbacks. And need I throw in, I'd be remiss if I didn't, say that Carson Wentz, by the way, was the leading candidate for MVP of the league that year until he got hurt with three games to go in the regular season. He, of course, had led them to the playoffs and to the first overall seed, I believe, that year. Might have been the number two seed, whatever. His backup, Nick Foles, came in, and the rest is history. As you remember, Nick Foles helped lead the team to and through the Super Bowl to the Super Bowl championship that year. So the shit kind of worked out, right? Now, the next season, 2018, Wentz follows that up with a solid season or 62 QBR rating. He dropped down to the 12th best quarterback out of 32 starters, which is just a couple spaces outside the top 10. So again, after being the number one quarterback, 2018, he's still the number 12 quarterback, a top 12 quarterback. Now, if you follow the Eagles at all, Eagles fans will tell you that, you know, there was a lot of issues that year with their team. Their team was beginning to get old, et cetera, et cetera. You know how it goes. Once you win that Super Bowl, a lot of guys departed for more money, etc. So then the next year, 2019, you say, well, was he sliding? Was there a trend? No. 2019, he moves up a space to number 11. He's the 11th best quarterback in the league, just outside the top 10. That's with Lamar Jackson at number one, Patrick Mahomes at number two, Drew Brees at number three, Russell Wilson at five, Prescott at four, Stafford at six. Deshaun Watson at seven. And then you got Carson. Just to give you a heads up, Carson is ahead of Garoppolo, who was at 12, Kirk Cousins at 13, Matt Ryan at 14, uh, Kyler Murray was 15th, Jameis Winston 16th, Tom Brady was only 17th in 2019, Jacoby Brissett again 21st. So again, it's not like the guy was trending down. It's 2019. The Eagles team is aging. They've lost a lot of talent. It's time for them to reload, right? But you've got a top 11 quarterback in 2019, a guy you invested in. He helped you win a Super Bowl. He's only in his fourth season. So everything's fine. Based on what you gave away, it's paying off. And then, dun, 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 dun. For some fucking insane, unfathomable reason, the fucking Philadelphia Eagles brain trust decides with a team that is deteriorating in terms of talent that needs an influx of fresh, high-quality, high-end talent all around the roster to go with their franchise-level quarterback that they paid five fucking draft picks for and helped them win a Super Bowl just two years before. 
for some fucking crazy ass reason, the Philadelphia Eagles brain trust decides to use their second round fucking pick on a quarterback. They take Jalen Hurts in the second round, a premium pick. Now, when you pick guys in the first and second round, generally you're picking guys you want to start for you right away. Again, the the gravity of this fucking unfathomable, inscrutable, seemingly cocaine mixed with meth and crack inspired move cannot be understated. They take a quarterback, Jalen Hurts, with the number two pick when you already have a franchise quarterback, a quarterback that's playing at a top 11 level. That's a franchise quarterback level who you, by the fucking way, just gave a four-year, $130-plus-million-dollar fucking extension to a year before. You, for some fucking reason, pick a quarterback number two. Now, when the Eagles do that, not only do they immediately raise questions, not only do they waste a chance to get a premium level starter quality player for their roster that they desperately need, but they immediately create a fucking unnecessary and weird ass quarterback controversy. This kind of weird fog where people are like, well, wait a minute, what's going on here? There must be something wrong. They're not happy clearly with Wentz. Because otherwise, why the fuck would they do this? They just gave this fucking guy an extension a year ago, and now they're drafting? I mean, it's fucking insane. But they did it. And I don't know if anybody if anybody out there like has a breakdown or video of what their explanation was, other than some bullshit coach speak, I'd love to hear it. But by doing that, they fucked the whole thing up. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for Carson Wentz making bad decisions. But, you know, while, you know, no excuses, no explanations, that's a cool saying and shit for sports and all that. But in the real world of reality, sometimes, I mean, you have things that are not necessarily excuses, but they are reasons. I'm going to postulate this. By making that move, you now trot Carson Wentz out in 2020 with a severely talent-deficient roster a trash-ass, decrepit, depleted offensive line, a dearth of weapons, and the ones you do have, most of your best ones are aging. You try Carson Wentz out in that situation and say, okay, go do your thing with this motherfucker that we just drafted number two right behind you. There is no way Carson's not looking over his shoulder in that situation. And again, I'm not excusing his play, but what I am saying is when you watch the film and you compare last year with his first three years, in my opinion, it's very easy to see there's reason for Carson Wentz to be out there pressing like a motherfucker. And that's what you see. You go back, you watch the film, that is clear. He is really pressing, trying to make something happen with every throw, getting outside of himself, getting outside of his fundamentals, A lot of people have talked about how his throwing motion and and his feet and all that shit were off. Why? I mean, it's very fucking clear. He's out here fucking pressing like, yo, I got to make something happen even with this fucking substandard roster or I might lose my fucking job. They fucking drafted this guy right behind me. This guy's breathing down my neck. And then 13 games in, 
Carson's not playing well. You have a coach who then decides to bench Carson and bring in the second round pick. Now, I have nothing against Jalen Hurts, and I think he's a decent looking prospect. He's a guy who could become a good starter. He's a guy who could become a good starter. But let's be honest. The three games he played, he didn't set the fucking world on fire. Like, he wasn't Deshaun Watson 2.0 in the making. He didn't do anything that made you say, okay, yeah, this is the way we need to go. And yet, the fucking die was cast the moment you benched Carson after having one bad season and went to this guy who, by the way, you drafted in the second round when you already had Carson in place, who you just gave a four-year big money extension. Again, I know I'm kind of being repetitive with this, but I mean, the more you listen to this, the fucking crazier it all sounds. So now you force your way into a fucking rebuild because Wentz then says, you know what? That's fine. Y'all going with this guy? Clearly you drafted him for some reason. Either way, uh, let me out of here. Let me out of here. I see an opportunity with the guy who coached me to MVP level over in Indianapolis. You know what? Uh, Send me over there. And now the fucking Eagles are stuck. Carson Wentz makes it known. He wants out. You've already drafted your quarterback. That's obvious. Carson wants out. You got no fucking leverage. Carson had a bad season, and you made him look like he's unreclaimable, like he's no good, like he's irredeemable by benching him for this mediocre-playing fucking rookie. So you fucked up all your possible leverage to really get a good trade. Nobody's interested, apparently, except Indianapolis and the Chicago Bears. And Carson, in his infinite wisdom, and for good reason, makes it known, I don't want to go to fucking Chicago, which, of course, makes it so that Chicago's not going to trade for him. The last thing, a uh, coach and a GM who are on the fucking hot seat because they fucked up their quarterback because they moved up and took Mitch Trubisky instead of taking Deshaun Watson or fucking Patrick Mahomes. The last thing they need is to make a trade and bring in a quarterback that doesn't want to play there, wasn't that great the year before. And if he gets off to even a rocky start in Chicago, they're going to be out of there before Wentz is. You feel me? So Wentz ends up in the best place he could possibly go, which is Indianapolis. And all the Eagles get for a guy that they traded five picks, including two first-rounders for, and just handed over a four-year, $130 million plus deal and are going to have $33 million of dead cap money on their salary cap in 2021, an NFL record, by the way. All they get for trading away this guy who helped them win a Super Bowl and just one year ago was the 11th best quarterback in the league playing at a franchise level. All they got was a third-round pick and a conditional second round pick that might turn into a late round first that's all they got for Carson Wentz plus again a 33 million dollar dead cap hit and they're now forced to cast their fucking fortunes with this rookie who looked okay for three games in 2020 but not so great that their fucking coach benched him in the final game so you get a look at the third quarterback on the roster And then, after all that, the fucking Eagles Brain Trust fires the coach that did all this shit. I mean, you can't make this shit up. 
So the Eagles literally snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. They forced themselves into a rebuild with a quarterback that might not even be a serviceable starter. And they really got nothing for it. It's fucking insane. It's literally fucking malpractice. So their GMs, if this year goes sideways, he should be on the fucking hot seat. Great luck and Godspeed to Nick Sirianni up there as the head coach. And just, you know, I like Nick, but let's be real about this shit. For the people who were surprised that they picked Nick Sirianni, well, to me, it's fairly simple. You know, they expect him to just be kind of a bridge head coach until, you know, while they go through this trash rebuild and then they'll get their guy. Maybe he turns out, but if he doesn't, you know, they'll fire him in two, three years and get their guy when they get the roster moving back in the right direction. I mean, that's that's kind of how Chuck Pagano was hired. You feel me? So it is what it is. Again, the Eagles horse fucked that whole situation as badly as it could be done. And as mad as the Philadelphia Eagles fans are going to be or should be about that, like I said, they're going to be even more pissed off in 2021 when they see what I believe is going to be a Pro Bowl level year of play from Carson Wentz with the Colts. And now let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I think Carson Wentz is going to have Colts fans having orgasms in front of their TV all through 2021 into the playoffs and maybe beyond. Okay, let's look at the facts and not just the obvious ones, but let's really look at them all. Remember, Carson Wentz was the 11th best quarterback in the National Football League just one year ago. That was 2019. Okay. In 2017, with Frank Reich as his offensive coordinator and quarterback whisperer three years ago, Carson Wentz was the leading candidate for MVP and the number one rated quarterback in the league and helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl championship. That next season is when Reich was hired as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So now you have Carson Wentz back with Frank Reich as head coach. He's not the offensive coordinator. Marcus Brady is now, but Frank Reich is still calling the plays. They know each other. They like each other. See, remember the great Tony Dungy saying, the best predictor of future performance is past performance. So... Go back and look at the past performance of Frank Reich with Carson Wentz. That's what you can expect to see in 2021. Now, keep in mind, along with that, Carson Wentz is coming to a roster on the offensive side of the ball where he has a fantastic offensive line, one of the best in the league. He has probably the best running back group in the league. He had the number three running back from last season in Jason Taylor, who was a rookie last season. He's returning for his second season. Along with him, you got back Marlon Mack, a guy who was a 1,000-yard game-breaking rusher the season before last, before he got hurt. You got Naeem Hines, who's like the fucking all-in-one Swiss Army knife of game-breaking plays, running the ball, catching the ball. I mean, he does it all. On top of that, you got one of the best deep threats still in the league in T.Y. Hilton. You got Jack Doyle, a reliable all-around tight end. 
You got killer speed in Paris Campbell, we hope. And you got, and I'm really excited about this guy, maybe most excited on the offense. You got who I believe is an absolute star in their making, Michael Pittman Jr. going into his second season. And then on top of everything else they might have on offense, that fucking defense. Carson Wentz is coming to a team that has a defense that was right at the cusp of elite last season. And they were elite for the first six, seven games of the season. We got to figure they're going to add a few pieces there in the draft and maybe still in free agency. But that defense is a top 10 defense. And that's a quarterback's best friend. So let's be honest about it. There ain't nothing else a quarterback needs than what Carson Wentz has. All he has to do is play within himself, do his job, and he can fucking make it happen. And not only be in the Pro Bowl this season, but he can make this a fucking special year. Help guide this team deep into the playoffs and beyond to the promised fucking land, the Super Bowl. Real talk. As icing on the cake, cherry on top, let's keep it real. Wentz has got an owner that believes in him, a general manager that believes in him. He's got a fan base that wants him here, wants him to succeed, wanted the coach to trade for him. It's all set up for Carson Wentz. And I'm telling you, yeah, like I said, I'm throwing my balls on the crap table tonight. To paraphrase Eddie Murphy, I'm going out on a limb and I'm telling you, I'm predicting Carson Wentz is going to ball the fuck out in 2021. He's going to make a lot of Colts fans real happy. And when the Eagles fans see how he performs and possibly how Jalen Hurts may not, they're going to be ready to fucking riot and burn down Philadelphia. And I put that on God, on everything, real talk. That's what I expect. But you know what? I'm confident in my prediction. But hey, if you think I'm wrong, let a motherfucker know in the comments below. I'm always welcome commentary and even disagreements as long as you're coming with informed intelligent analysis and not trash ass bullshit you feel me so let me know in the comments below if you agree you think Carson Wentz is gonna ball out in 2021 and make the Philadelphia Eagles fans shitty or you think he's gonna be trash and make me look bad and a whole lot of other people including the Colts brain trust head coach and GM let me know in the comments below as always my friend I appreciate you being here I appreciate you listening watching I know you want to see the Colts win just like I do. So I'm going to say to you the same thing I say every week to any Colts players, Colts coaches, and Colts front office people who might be listening or watching because I know some of y'all do. Let's go out. Let's help Carson Wentz have the season of a lifetime. And let's go win another fucking Lombardi, baby. Hey.